0: Hippie. rooster production brings you under the water tower presented by team couch of birch realty group and now here are your hosts matt crane and derek big lane good morning matt morning derek uh yesterday was kind of a an ugly day probably gonna be hit or miss showers today on friday uh we do hope that the golf tournament goes forward for the Hernando baseball team is supposed to take place today so not doing that in our announcements or shout outs because uh, I would say that if you have already (laughs) since it's taking place this morning or today that um, it's a little too late to sign up but uh, yeah looking forward to good luck to them on on that fundraiser that they're having. Yeah a lot of people that hear our voice
1: that already kind of be going on so good luck if that does go off from a range standpoint Uh, good luck today on that the 15th annual Patrick Taylor Memorial Golf Tournament uh, benefiting Hernando High School baseball but uh, Derek the uh, music was interesting so some folks might be upset with us for playing the, uh, the music today that you just heard for UTW podcast listeners that don't know uh, Ole Miss plays Alabama in football tomorrow uh, afternoon. Uh, I've decided to uh, take my son to Tuscaloosa to go down to the game. I've wanted to go to a game at Alabama for years and uh, really wanted to uh, maybe go to a game that I didn't care about or be, you know. LSU, Alabama, or somebody like that, you know, a team that I don't cheer for. But, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about tomorrow, not even from a win standpoint. I just want to go watch uh, uh, Ole Miss play. So, um, you know, decided to play that this morning. Two great songs. Alabama basically ha- has the rights to Sweet Home Alabama, and in the fourth quarter they do Dixieland Delight. Do Dixieland, which
0: Dixieland is, Delight. Um uh, Those rush brought it back a couple of years. What, yep. Last year was yep. the first year. Was it during COVID they brought it back, or was it 19? It was
1: before COVID. It was right a year before, before COVID. Okay, yeah, 19. they uh, they stopped using it. I'll let you go do the research on yep. why they stopped using it, and that's. Uh, fine. So if you don't know why Alabama stopped using Dixieland and Light, like, please go research that. Maybe a YouTube video or do a little research there. But uh, they they took over that song, so a lot of people in the South think of Alabama. But I mean, it's such a great Southern song, great Southern rock song. Just I mean, Sweet Home Alabama is one of the best Southern rock songs
0: ever. No, it's a good, good game atmosphere. I mean, I, uh, some of you know I did attend Alabama for a short yes. time. Did you make
1: the games? Did you make I, I, I did. <laughs> yes. I,
0: I absolutely made the home games. Also, I went to Alabama last was in 98. When we lost in overtime, we being old Miss lost in overtime because we did not have a field goal kicker. Uh, Tommy Tuberville decided that we did not give scholarships to field goal kickers. And when he missed one in the uh, regular time that we could not you know, win the game and in overtime to prevent us from winning the game, I really wanted to run Tommy Tubble out of town. Did not have to worry about that. He left us at the That's end true. of that season. Uh, but it was a heartbreaking loss that I would never go back to Tuscaloosa. I have never been back to Tuscaloosa for a ball game. I have been back for other reasons, but not a ball game. Um, but uh, I, I do regret not being able to take my son this weekend. We we have a party we have to, to go to. But um, anyway, I, I, I wish y'all luck. I wish the Rebels luck and uh would really I do like the song but i do hope that uh, the rebels win this weekend.
1: Oh i couldn't agree more and again i'm really excited about the game win or lose i'm okay. Uh, I feel i feel very comfortable uh, saying that whether you know Ole Miss is supposed to lose Alabama's number 1 until somebody knocks them off of that. So uh, i'm looking forward to the game. It's a trip with my son, and then we're going to circle back. He's got two games in Brandon, Mississippi for soccer on Sunday, so it just works out perfectly. Tuscaloosa to Brandon is a very short trip, so uh, we just thought we'd just stay down there. He'd have to be down there early uh, the next morning. So he's really excited. I mean, a 14-year-old boy gets to go on a road trip with his dad, uh, you know, go to Tuscaloosa. That's a pretty good situation. So, well, Derek, I can tell you somebody that probably will be glued to the television tomorrow at 2.30, Mr. Brian Couch. And Brian's company, Team Couch, a Birch Realty group, is our 2021 presenter. Presenting sponsor. Possessing over 65 years of combined real estate experience, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group is the number one team for well over a decade when it comes to residential real estate in DeSoto County. They possess over 25,000 closings since 2009. They were recently named DeSoto County's best real estate team for the fourth time. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They are currently offering a free, no obligation market analysis. They simply need to know your address. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, how long houses are sitting on the market, how fast things are closing. Brian and Terry and their team with Team Couch can tell you all that information. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or call Brian on his cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 901-461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can learn more about them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. Brian and Terry, we thank you for being our 2021 presenting sponsor. We're getting ready for this weekend, getting ready to watch some ball games coming up this weekend. If you're looking to take your barbecue, take your back porch experience to the next level, reach out or go and visit Our 2021 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right shop. Located right here in Hernando, this store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, and some really, really cool high-end smokers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. You can call him at 662-912-9947, find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop, look at his website, howtobbqright.com, but the best thing to do is to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop, located at 496 Whitfield Drive, right here under the water tower. Thank you, Malcolm and Rochelle, for being our 2021 Studio Sponsor. As we turn our attention to our Friday show, not a whole lot going on when it comes to city stuff. Next week will be a totally different ballgame. We'll be back to our Alderman meeting. The first Alderman meeting for the month of October takes place on October 4th. So we'll preview that on our Tuesday show. We'll discuss what happens in the Alderman meeting on our Friday show. So we're back to city politics, city uh, news there coming up pretty soon. Derek, you had an opportunity to see a couple of uh, elected officials uh, in person here this week since our last show. Mr. Michael Lee, a local supervisor, and uh, also recently announced a sheriff candidate for the uh, upcoming sheriff. That, what was it, 2037 uh, or something? <laughs> 20, like 22. 20, 22? No, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a ways away. It's I think 20, it's 24. 24. Yeah, I, he's definitely uh, getting the jump on uh, everybody else. So Michael Lee, a current supervisor and, and candidate for sheriff coming up. And then John Caldwell. John Caldwell is the MDOT supervisor for the state of Mississippi, and Lord knows in DeSoto County, especially all around Hernando, uh, we talk a lot about Dot on the Commerce Exit, all that kind of stuff, so looking forward to that. Tell us about Michael Lee and his discussion with the Rotary Club this past Wednesday.
0: You know, we thought it was going to be us. We thought it was going to be us. We did get, I didn't bring it up. You brought it up. No, no I, I probably bring it up because we mentioned on the show, last show, that we were going to be the guest speakers.
1: Well, the, we had those two uh, ladies with signs that showed up for us expecting our they rotary did.
0: speech. They did. They, they were, you know, they had signs. I mean, a couple autograph books, you right. know, we, we had to, you know, we had to. It was good to see your mom. It was very good to see my mom. She was came up to sound to, to, to visit me. Uh, anyway, so we were bumped. Uh, those that are listening. So again, you're still welcome to be guests at the club to hear us speak. Wednesday, uh, October thirteenth. That's right. Wednesday, October thirteenth. We've been pushed out two weeks. We did not be mind being bumped for uh, Michael Lee, uh, Supervisor Michael Lee. So he did. He did a great, uh, great speech, kind of an update on everything that's been done with the county. Had a great map showing what the five districts of the county were uh, for the supervisors, and kind of explain a little bit what was going on in each district. But of course, he's mainly focused on his district, which is mostly Hernando, Nesbitt over to uh, Lewisburg area and then kind of north into Olive Branch a little bit. So very wide area, obviously. There's only five commissioners for a very large county, but he did a good job. And so wanted to kind of update our listeners on some of the things that he mentioned. Now, he did mention a couple of building projects uh, that are kind of on the border, uh, on the fringes of where we are in Hernando. So not really gonna touch on those. I mainly wanted to focus on the things that he did mention that would be taking place inside the city limits uh, of Hernando. The first one being the ribbon cutting for the new Mackinville Road the one wrapping around uh, Hernando Hills Elementary connecting to 69 the ribbon cutting for that will be October 13th so you can come watch the ribbon cutting that morning and then come to watch us talk at the road. Sounds club. good, yeah. It's a, it's a great day to be in Hernando. October 13th will be the ribbon cutting. If you're interested in that, to go out there and listen to everybody speak. Uh, open the road. So now you can, you know, it'll be fully opened all the way. Get on 69. A project has been going on for now, you know, well over a year. And just glad to finally see it being done and, and have that some of that traffic relief on Commerce Street. Um, So, again, a couple weeks from now, we'll have that open. Uh, The next thing he talked about, of course, Holly Springs Road is being redone. They're redoing the bridge over Cobra River. All that's being done. Well, that's the first phase. He mentioned a second phase that will bring that road, you know, there's a very bad curve if you're going out Holly Springs Road. After you get past Catfish Country, you go around a pretty nasty curve uh, going uh, back toward 305, heading toward Olive Branch or Lewisburg area. Well, they're going to be taking that road. They're going to be kind of – they're going to take it behind Catfish Country. Correct. So they're going to shut that road down, bring it in behind Catfish Country, join it up with Johnson Road. Going to have a brand-new intersection right there that's kind of that – dangerous place where you kind of dip and go around uh gonna make a four-way stop there so do a lot of uh configuration that is in the the plans in the budget to go ahead and get that started sometime here in the next year or so he also mentioned that that there'll be a light that has been approved at pleasant hill getwell this is something we briefly mentioned it was kind of thrown out there as something that was being looked at but so pleasant hill and getwell road uh which is that very bad intersection up at the top of the hill um, they're going to be taking that down. They're going to be putting a light and redoing that intersection, making it wider. Uh, this will be, um, completed by next summer. He mentioned that will be completed in this budget year be uh, done by next summer so y'all look for that and again if you're going up to getwell uh, up to South Haven, North Point parents if you're driving to school, I'm sure it'll be a nightmare for you a few weeks, a couple months there, but it will be done by next summer. One of the things he mentioned was a potential light are right now at a potential light doing the studies at Jaybird and Holly Springs. Now, right now, there's a blinking light there. If you know, if you're going out Holly Springs Road, uh, going toward Jefferson Place, very dangerous intersection. Um, They actually, Michael Lee talked about how they were involved in getting the blinking light put in a, a while ago. Um, and that, the, even that was an ordeal because it was such a dangerous intersection. People trying to cross both ways. Even with stop signs, it gets very dangerous. They are looking to put an actual light there at some point in the future doing the studies. So hopefully that gets approved. Hopefully that gets done. But he did mention the extension that we have discussed on here of taking Commerce Street through from Heritage Oaks, to Jaybird. So past Walmart, so you'll be able to go. So everybody that lives on Jaybird Road, everybody coming from Getwell Road can now go up Jaybird, get on Commerce, and come in that way. Takes pressure off of Holly Springs Road. Takes pressure off people coming through Thousand Oaks. Uh, so that that'll be great, and that that is in the budget to be done here the next year or so. And then finally, Sweeney Road, we've talked about this, the extension, uh, working with the city of South Haven over the next two years to get that extended from uh, Pleasant Hill up to Star Landing. He did mention that's going to be a it's going to be a two lane road, but have the the road bed for five lanes. So the county will be getting everything cleared out. They'll be putting it, you know, cutting it. Uh, grading it so it's available for five lanes. The county would be putting two lanes in, and in the future, if Hernando, if South Haven want to split the cost on making that four lanes or five lanes, they will already have the bed done. Where then it's just basically, you know, kind of repaving everything, putting the new lines in, restriping it, and going from there. So a lot of good information came out. A, lot, a really good meeting uh, for Rotary. He did not get into his Jerry Lee Lewis stories. Uh, he said if you need, <laughs> if you want him back for that, that'll be a, yes. you know several hours to talk about that. Right. But just a great a great speaker, uh, great information that was given at Rotary Club. Roads,
1: traffic, uh, neighborhoods, all that kind of stuff. That's uh, a lot of our the, the podcast listeners uh, mention that to me whenever they see me asking questions about those things. So good for Michael Lee to kind of shed a light on those things. The Holly Springs Road Project and the, and the bridge sounds awesome. I can't wait for that to come together and, and be done. Good for the super, Board of Supervisors paying attention to dangerous intersections, uh, where the growth is, especially right outside of Hernando. Uh, really excited about the projects that he talked about. I think it's going to be really good. The um, – you know, Commerce Street extended all the way to J-Birds Jer- going to be pretty cool. So I think that's going to be a good good project. So looking forward to that. All right, so speaking of roads, let's talk about the guy who is in charge of roads, Mr. John Caldwell, the gentleman who runs MDOT, had a luncheon, spoke at a luncheon in Olive Branch, uh, gave us some updates around different things going around in Hernando. What you got?
0: He was giving us an update of basically of the roads, what everybody's wanting to see in the county that has to do with the interstates, has to do with the major highways coming through the county. He had a, a more negative tone than Michael Lee did um, due to the lack of funding. Eleven years ago, the state MDOT budget was $1.2 billion, and this past year they passed it for just less than $1.2 billion. Uh, so we all know about inflation. We all know what prices of things are right now. Because they have the same budget uh, for the last 11 years, which, again, that is set by the legislature. Has That's nothing that he can do anything about. But uh, that they d- can't get the same number of projects done – now that they could ten or eleven years ago with the same amount of money. So there's a lot of things that having to be put on hold, a lot of things that you know we need up here as the you know fast fastest growing county in Mississippi. To be able to do that, and he's you know he's asking for patience. They're working on it. They're prioritizing. Uh, so, but he did want to mention that these are the issues that they're running up against: is the fact that there is lack of funding uh, to be able to do those things. He says that you know he mentioned they had 25 percent fewer employees with MDOT than they did 10 years ago. So unfortunately, they've had to lay people off because the budget stayed the same, to be able to do road projects. You know, they can't give raises. They're having to let people off, lay people off. And it's just, it's very, you know, again, it's, it's, cause, it's a state. As taxpayers, you can say, well, I appreciate that. But if we say, well, why haven't you given us an exit here? Or why can't we, you know... Uh, eight-lane Goodman to Church Road. Why can't that be done? Well, the reason is is because we got $1.2 billion that has to be stretched all the way throughout the state. And so, you know, him being the Northern Commissioner, he's fighting for what he can fight for. Um, He says that, you know, the major... Things that people in DeSoto County care about, he said. State Highway 305 project is, prom- is uh, probably in preliminary discussions right now. The I-55 projects that we've mentioned have been hung up for several years, uh, and he you know expects that the the, the cost of those are going to go up. He did mention that the pre-pandemic estimate for the uh, widening Goodman Road to Church Road to six or eight lanes was 105 million. Right now, it's probably around 160 million. You know, just because it was not done at the time, and, and that's the way the kind of costs are going up. Um, he said that, you know, right now it says the federal government does not come up with the new money, uh, and, you know, that state can come up with anything new. He said, don't look for anything on 305 or I 55 going anytime soon, really. Um, you know, there's talk of a star landing exit. I mean, there is, it's a, there will be one there if the money could ever be approved for it, but right now there's not any money approved for it. So just kind of wanted to give an update on. They're aware of the projects, they're prioritizing the projects, but the funding is not currently there to do what they want to do. And so they'll continue to do it, but it doesn't mean we can't ask them. I and we know in Hernando, the exchange right there, that's our main thing. we we got to get something done. we got to realign that bridge. we got to straighten it out whenever they take it to six lanes or eight lanes to make it be able to go underneath the, the interstate, going to Walmart or coming from Walmart. We all know it's a bad area. Nothing we can do about it. That's all MDOT controlled. And so, you know, th- those are the type of questions he was trying to, I guess, talk about or address. Uh, before he was asked the questions uh, during that meeting. So, again, you know, he's doing what he's worked with. He's, you know, trying to, you know, there will be projects done, but those larger projects seem to be right now be put on hold.
1: Mr. Caldwell is a Hernando resident, correct? That is correct. Well, it's
0: actually Nesbitt, but Nesbitt, Nesbitt yes, Hernan- okay, yes. yeah,
1: but DeSoto County resident. So, uh, there's nobody that's going to be paying closer attention uh, fighting for DeSoto County than someone who lives right here amongst us. So, uh, you know, uh, I appreciate the. You said negative, but it looks like a little, more, a little bit more of a realistic situation is what he's kind of talking about. So the our listeners on Hernando Happenings will not be happy about that. So <laughs> they will not be happy about the it, Commerce it's, it's Street gonna exit. Be a minute. It's going to be a minute for yeah, Commerce Street. Uh, the Commerce, uh, Street. Commerce Street exit. Uh, you know, I look forward to those pictures every Friday when they take the same picture almost of the traffic and it's like, hey, nothing's changed in the last six days, Karen. Let's move on. Okay. Well, something that gets rave reviews all the time when it comes to Hernando Happenings is definitely the Hernando Farmer's Market. The Hernando Farmer's Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid-South. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh, local experience. For more information about the Farmer's Market, you can reach out to Gia Matheny at 449-9092. That's 449-9092. Want to keep reminding our listeners that the farmers market now has three meat farmers Brown Dairy Farms, Kendall Cattle Beef, Rickman's Meat Company. All of these providing fillets, bone in ribeyes, baby back, and spare ribs, sausages, tons of roast, and much, much more. The Hernando farmers market touches or almost reaches around $400,000 in sales every year. Just an amazing, amazing event every Saturday morning from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the historic Hernando Square. Please get out this weekend and visit the Hernando Farmers Market.
0: Parents, are you considering making a schooling switch either next fall or possibly as soon as the semester break? The secret is out. North Point Christian is DeSoto County's most popular private school destination. 211 new students made the switch and became part of the North Point family this year, pushing their enrollment to record levels. Friday, October 15th at 9.30 a.m., North Point will be hosting their first open house of the year. This open house is specifically designed for new prospective families with children pre-K-3 and up. School choice is often about feel, and we have designed an event to help you know if North Point is right for you. Families will have an opportunity to hear from the head of school, meet one-on-one with the upper and lower division leaders, learn about the affordability and the value of a North Point education and tour of the buildings and grounds. Come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. Reserve your spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Mrs. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Come see them on Friday, October 15th at 9.30 a.m. and see if you and your family are ready to join the North Point family.
1: If you are considering advertising with us here at the UTW Podcast, I don't believe it's a coincidence. You said, Derek, record numbers, North Point, record numbers of transfers. 211. 211. New students. 211 new students attending North Point Christian School, and they advertised with us over the last eight months.
0: Since last November. You read into it any way
1: you want to. You read into it any way you want to. If you're thinking about advertising with the UTW Podcast, you can give us an email at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. That's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com for an advertising packet. We'd love to reach out and work with you or your company. Well, Derek, one of our first advertisers before we move on was Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider. They are located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Fernando. His team specializes in insurance for auto, life, business, or home. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 429 That's 429 Or find more information about them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. Well, the Friday show for Under the Water Tower always consists of the shout-outs. We mentioned the Hernando High School Baseball Tournament, probably happening right now as you listen to our show. Wish those gentlemen luck for sure. Well, Derek, tonight the last DeSoto Arts Council first Friday back porch party will be kicking off tonight, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., they will have featured artist Andy Bedsworth and Sharon Williams. Music will be by Joe Austin and the Tallahatchies. I mean, come on now. Joe Austin and the Tallahatchies tonight at the Arts Council, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Drinks are available if you're interested. If you are a member of the Arts Council, your first drink is on them. So don't forget to ask about that. If you're interested in food, you can order food from the Underground Cafe. They will definitely do that. So tonight... First Friday, Back Porch Party will be the last one of this year, 7 to 9. Get out tonight at the Arts Council.
0: Matter next event will be held next Saturday. It's the Water Tower 10K. It will start at 8 a.m. You still have time to register. Again, Saturday, October 9th, you can register through RunSignUp.com. That is RunSignUp.com. Type in Water Tower 10K. It'll pull it up for you. Go on there. You can register for $35. Uh, It's still $35 to sign up for a runner. That does include a t-shirt in the after party. If you just want to be a virtual runner, you can do that for $35. Uh, Still get a t-shirt mailed to you or be a spirit runner. Spirit runner is a shirt only. You can go to support the calls. Of course, this is all going to the Excel by 5, the Dolly Parton Excel by 5, early Reading program, and so for thirty dollars you get the T-shirt and support that program. Again, this is a great ten k race all throughout uh, downtown Hernando, going out down Robertson Road, coming back through Northwood Hills. It's a very it's a very challenging course, very good course. Uh, and, just, and you know, let's hope that the weather is a lot better than it is today or been yesterday. Uh, but I do expect it. To, I know the cold front's coming through on Sunday, push the rain out. Hopefully, we got those fifties for a great ten k race uh, off the square in Hernando. Uh, again, all being put on by Jim Matheny does wonderful work for the city. And last year race almost had 500 attendees wow so look for a very large race this uh next saturday october 9th at 8 a.m Absolutely, for a great cause, Derek. Like you said, Excel by
1: 5, a uh, wonderful program. Anytime you get an opportunity to say Dolly Parton's name on the UTW Podcast, we have been efforting, Miss Parton, to uh, maybe <laughs> talk with us about the uh, Excel by 5, maybe talk to us about th- the – I think
0: we're like the third podcast, on not I? We're, yeah, we're yeah. Down. I mean, I'm, you know, she's
1: it, yeah. she's going to get back to us. We keep waiting on that to come yeah. back our way. A lot of people say they appreciate the shout-outs that we do, just bringing a light to some of these nonprofits, uh, trying to get a little bit of a boost in their event coming up. These next two events will take place on the same day, Saturday Saturday, October 16th, the Hernando Main Street Chamber of Commerce is partnering with Connection Gymnastics for Halloween off the square. It will be located at the DeSoto County Administration Building parking lot from 3 to 5. Keep it real simple. It's a trunk or treat opportunity. Trunk or treat opportunity. If you'd like to be a part of this, you can call the Chamber at 429 9055 or send them an email chamber at HernandoMS.org. That's chamber at HernandoMS.org. Reach out to them, let them know, hey, I'd like me or my organization, my business. Business, My church, whatever it is, would like to be one of the trunks for the Halloween off the square coming up Saturday, October 16th.
0: Three to five. Once you're done with that, there's something else you can do. Derek, tell us about that. Right after that, from six to nine that night, will be the third annual Rotary Brewfest. The Rotary Brewfest is a uh, fundraiser for the Rotary Club. Portions of the proceeds benefit the Honduras Waterwell Mission, uh, as well as the Vaden Scholarship Fund, where the Rotary does fund two scholarships a year to students that live in the, with a Hernando address. So, again, that helps to fund both of those. Both how, much, how much of those scholarships? I, think it's, I believe it's 1000 $1,000 each, 1000 each, yeah. each for the Rotary Scholarship to two students within Hernando. It doesn't matter the school they attend. Uh, it does matter that is the Hernando address is what they're looking for. Uh, so again, that's two great calls that it goes to. And, and this is a chance we're going to have a couple breweries uh, from Memphis coming down. We're going to have the, uh, the new uh, micro brew, Backwater Brewery, who uh, advertises with our brother podcast, OB Pod. Uh, they will be coming over uh, to be able to kind of tell about the beers that they have there. Uh, you know, We don't know quite what the beers are going to be yet, but really uh, interested to see that. They'll be serving the beers, kind of talk to you about the beers, Plus, we will have other beers that will be in the the Memphis metro area. So we'll have some different tastings of other Memphis breweries, some from Nashville, uh, some from uh, south of here. And just really looking forward to having those, having available, having education. You'll get uh, people to be $30 for a person. $50 for a couple. You'll get a five-ounce cup and be able to sample any and all the beers that you want to. Uh, If you're not into beer, uh, we will have wine available for those that want to come and just kind of hang out and maybe with their their partner or their couple or their spouse, whatever it happens to be. Uh, And then also we'll have waters available for those that don't like alcohol at all. Uh, But we really love for you to come. There will be food available. Uh, Please see the posters. Please see the website, uh, HernandoBrewFest.com. You can see it's uh, Lenny's Bonchibo um is that in, is that included in the ticket yeah included in the ticket all the food and all the samplings are included for thirty dollars a person fifty dollars a couple love to have you come out support this great calls again six to nine it won't take up your whole night but i think it'll be a great time just to come out and support it's going to be held at the panola street courtyard uh, right there off panola street right behind ac's so looking forward to it, a great night so again go to the halloween off the square uh after that drop the kids off you know, come back and then celebrate the uh, brew fest Could be a great night uh, in Hernando.
1: I couldn't agree more, Derek. It's a very nice night. I mean, catch—I say it all the time—you catch a break in the weather. It could be an absolutely perfect night for you and your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Come out and support the Rotary. I mean, tickets are not expensive. It's an opportunity. All proceeds benefit good, good things uh, going on for sure. So definitely, a uh, shout out to the Rotary Club, third annual Brewfest, October sixteenth, six to nine. Definitely a, a, a time well spent. I've enjoyed the times I've gone. So Derek. You continue to say we a couple times during your uh, discussion of that. You're a part of Rotary. You're the person who heads up the Brewfest, so good luck with that uh, coming up. Speaking of something else that Derek and I are heavily involved in, the crew of Hernando will be having the inaugural Crew Boo Fun Run. Pretty simple, kind of a long name, kind of a tongue twister, but man, what a fun day. It's going to be 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., 9 o'clock starts registration for a one-mile fun run. That's just simple, one-mile fun run for kids, adults, anyone who wants to do that. uh, You're welcome to do that. It's going to be taking place at the Kirkendall Park, which basically, again, the old track, which is now wide open, treeless, of course. We continue to joke about that. (laughs) You can see it very well. You can see it very well. You can actually see it from Walmart now. You can see the, 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 uh, the track for sure. Kirkendall Park, 9 o'clock in the morning, registration, 10 o'clock will be a race, simple fun run, kids of all ages, wear a costume. You don't have to wear a costume, but we would encourage you to. It's it's really going to be, moms, listen to me, it's really, really going to be a great opportunity for good pictures in the day instead of a nighttime picture for Halloween. So it might be a really, really fun opportunity. All proceeds, all proceeds go to benefit the Hernando Library. So we were not able to have our Mardi Gras Ball this past year, so this is an opportunity for us to Have some funds, take some funds, and and donate those to the Hernando Public Library. So please, consider coming out Saturday morning, 9 to 12, October 30th, for the inaugural Crew Boo Fun Run. $25 will be for the first child, $10 for each additional.
0: That's right, Matt. They're going to have face painting. They're going to have, uh, I call them moon bounces, jumpy houses, whatever you want to call them. That's going to be there the first 100 finishers the first hundred children to finish will receive a medal uh, a special crew boo fun run medal it's not going to be uh, officially timed um, but we do encourage you so you can push them in strollers they can run on their own uh, they can be pulled in wagons however you want to get them around uh, just you know if they're you know they're really young and have some maybe training wheels on a bike you can do training wheels on a bike uh, but we you know do want to encourage you we'll make a lap around the city block That goes around basically uh, Mount Pleasant to Vaden, back around uh, South Street coming back up, uh, back to the park. Anything that's less than a mile, we will finish inside on the track. And then again, have the celebrations. We're going to have giveaway candies for a little trick-or-treating for the kids. So please allow them to come out and have a great time. It's the day before Halloween. All the proceeds go to the library. Uh, These will be funding children's books at the library. So hope to see you there.
1: Just going to be a wonderful, wonderful time, Derek, an opportunity to uh, hopefully something that can kind of become a tradition uh, and and all, again, as you mentioned, all the funds go to the Hernando Public Library. I can't think of a better way to spend your Saturday morning than participating in something that goes straight to charity. Well, speaking of someone, speaking of a group that's been very charitable and donating uh, years and years here in Hernando, DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Paroli, and Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments, general dentistry, implants, implant-supported dentures, and now Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with a relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the DFDC difference. You can give them a call for an appointment at 662-429-5239. That's 429-5239. They are the official dentist of the UTW Podcast. Please consider making them
0: yours. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your loan looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them on their website at GreenKingSpray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. I'd
1: like to continue to recognize our longtime, maybe our longest sponsor, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, fall cleanup, grading of your property, gate repair, fence repair. I say it every time. No job too small, no job too large. If Richard can't handle what you call him about, he'll help you find someone who can. Give him a call at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about Richard and his team at Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Thank you, Richard, for being our longtime sponsor. Before we make our football predictions that I seem to get wrong every Friday,
0: let's visit about volleyball, Derek. What's happened since our last show? Well, Matt, we usually start with North Point, but since the Trojans played at Hernando this week, uh, we will talk about that match after we look at how the Lewisburg Lady Patriots fared this week. Lewisburg welcomed the Bartlett Lady Panthers to the Berg this week and promptly beat them 3-0 with the scores being 25-23, 25-7, and 25-23. Two of the matches were competitive, but the Lady Patriots were still able to get the sweep. Hallie Stevens had thirty three assists and nine digs. Kyle Reichert had seventeen kills. Ella Grace Holloway had ten kills, six digs, and two blocks. Jada Bradley had nine kills, and Sadie Bridgeforth had thirteen digs and two aces. They next will play at DeSoto Central this week. Uh, next, North Point, as mentioned, did travel to Hernando on Tuesday night to face the Lady Tigers. The Lady Trojans jumped out to a two-set lead in the match, winning 25-20 and 25-16, but the Lady Tigers battled back to take the third set, 21-25. North Point was able to pull away in the fourth set and win the match, taking that final set 25-8. The Lady Trojans were led by Sailor Cole, who had 23 digs and three aces, Hassey Claire Thurman, who had 11 kills, 18 digs, one block and one ace, Quinn Thurman, twin sister, who had 10 kills, eight digs and three aces, Brawley Faith Cherry, who had eight kills, six blocks, one dig. And Sophie Bauer, who had 31 assists, four digs, three kills, and three aces. The Lady Trojans will now wait as they get a bye in the regional tournament as a one seed and will next play on October 4th. And the Lady Tigers look to rebound next at Olive Branch and then enter the county tournament to be played this weekend at DeSoto Central.
1: This weekend as in this weekend. This weekend as in tomorrow we yeah, I think you had mentioned we didn't get any stats for the game last night against the So uh against Olive Branch, so right. we don't have those stats uh, for as we record today. But good luck in the county tournament coming up. Uh, good luck to the Hernando Tigers. You got the county tournament coming up, and then you got the district tournament. So again, I continue to say this. I think you and I got a little bit of information. The team to beat may be Oxford.
0: Uh, Yeah, that's what we're hearing from uh, the Hernando fans, is that right now it seems like the Oxford team will be the team to beat in the district tournament.
1: Good luck, ladies, in the county tournament. Good luck in the district tournament coming up. Uh, Look forward to covering you in the playoffs for sure. Well, Derek, speaking of playoffs, we're a ways away from that, uh, in the pigskin, but uh, let's talk a little bit about the three teams that we cover, the North Point Trojans, the Lewisburg Patriots, and the Hernando Tigers. Always start off with North Point, straight up, get well road. Tell us what we're doing
0: tonight when
1: it comes to the North Point Trojans.
0: All right, the North Point Point Trojans, 2-3-0-0, hosting the St. George Griffins. St. George Griffins, they're also 2-3-0-0. So the Trojans and the Griffins come in with identical records and both are playing their first district game of the season. The Griffins started off 0-2, losing to Jackson Christian 24-20 and Olive Branch High School 21-14. Jackson Christian is the one common opponent that they have with North Point with both losing North Point uh, 56-46. And as I said, George lost to Jackson Christian 24-20. They rebounded by beating St. Benedict, who North Point plays next week, and someone called, Matt, Freedom Prep Academy Memphis. Don't have a lot of information on them. The charter school, I know that. Starter school in Memphis. Okay, there you go. Uh, With the loss of Harding from the district who dropped down a level, St. George's is currently the biggest district rival of North Point. Jack Patterson for the Trojans is currently 10th in the nation in passing yards at just under 2,000 for the season through five games, averaging almost 400 yards a game, thrown to targets such as Christian Gilliland, Jackson Thomason, and Darius Naylor. St. George's will try and counter this by playing four deep which means North Point will have to gear towards short passes and crossing patterns and get the run game going with some RPO to pull the defensive backs up which they could not do effectively last week in the win over Millington Central. St. George's has an athletic quarterback who likes to scramble and make things happen so North Point will have to play downhill on their new 3-3 defense that seemed to work last week. Should be a hard fought game with a lot of talk obviously when it's your your, your district rival there's probably going to be a little little jawing going on and I wouldn't be surprised to see some extracurricular activity after a few plays. North Point needs to keep their emotions in check and effectively run their offense. If they can, Matt, I believe the Trojans are going to prevail somewhere along the lines of uh,
1: 34-21. 34-21 is your – That's my prediction. Don't get mad at me for what I'm about to say. Go ahead. There's nothing worse than some yappy private school boys playing football. I'm just – there's nothing worse. I I, I played public school ball, but, man, we played a couple of private – there's some situations and stuff, but, oh, they'll just yap. Oh, Oh, my (laughs) God, they'll just yap.
0: When it's a district rival, or the sixth grade, <laughs> whether it's whether it's you know maybe it's uh, the other class at yes, school, you're yes. you're going to talk. It's, oh, it's no, trash. I love it! It's I didn't say I didn't yep.
1: enjoy it, but I just I just kind of <laughs> got a got a big kick out of it. Well, look, um, okay, so real quick, mascot battle right there. So I I, I want to make sure I, don't, I have no clue what I picked last year because they probably they played last year. They, they played so every the, year. The, the Griffins, uh, which again is a a kind of a mythical, really cool
0: like ghoulish. Yeah, it's got the head of a bird, it's got some wings, the body of a lion... Okay. It's got some big, like, timeline. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: All right, so, and then play the Trojans. Again, it's in a cage, and you said he has wings. He can kind of fly around, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to go with him to win. The I'm going to say the Griffin will rank. Will I win.
0: would agree. I mean, first of all, it's a mythical creature. Yes. Therefore, I mean, I don't know. It can spit fire it. It do anything, I mean, yeah. Whatever. So, yeah, and you got a guy with a uniform and a sword. Right. I, I'm going to go with Griffin. Okay, I mean, just We're going to go with the Griffin on that one. I'm going to
1: say this. You said Trojans 34 21. 34 21. I agree. Oh. I agree. I'm going to go. You know what? It's time for their their passing game to keep rolling. Let's get the defense figured out. Uh, I'm going to say 30. Yeah, I, I won't even give you a score, but I like that score right there. Maybe a 10 point win for the Trojans. A home game would be really really cool. I talked to you about my trip earlier. If I wasn't taking my trip, we may still come watch Bo play tonight. Bo Big Lane, the starting center, Derek's <laughs> son. Uh, the uh, the the you know the offense starts with number 62. Let's keep it. it real. It does. I mean, he does touch Touched the ball let's every, keep it real. Real. every a, play. Every play. If like he's it. snapping well, number 62 is is going to you know. Know, lead the, the offensive line, probably calls out the signals and stuff like that, calls out with the protections and everything. Bo Big good luck tonight uh, as you continue your senior football season for sure. We definitely will be pulling for you. Lewisburg coming straight down, get well. Then we go east to Lewisburg. What are we doing tonight as a Lewisburg
0: Patriot? A couple of teams that are struggling right now uh, Center Hill Mustangs, 1 and 4, 0 and 1, at Lewisburg Patriots, 1 and 3, 0 and 1. Lewisburg, of course, is coming off a 42-7 loss to district rival Horn Lake, while Center Hill is limping into this game after a 41-15 loss to South Haven. The teams have played 11 times in their history, with Center Hill holding an 8-3 series lead, but this is the first time that they have met as 6A district opponents. Lewisburg could not get much going against the Eagles uh, last week and had a hard time stopping the run against the Division I running back. Uh, the opponent they face this week does not have that kind of talent, and whereas the Patriots are young and learning, the Mustangs are coming off key losses of players from last year and injuries. Lewisburg will, will rely on the arm of Gunnar Gilmore and the running of Miles Smith. They will need to play hard against a well-coached Mustang team who sees a chance for a district victory. With this game being an, a crosstown home game for the Patriots, I'm going to lean and give the edge to the Patriots and see them winning this game at around 21-13. to 13.
1: When two teams are combined records of two and seven, yep. you're not gonna have to see a very good football game. I'm afraid. I'm, I'm afraid just. Not. You're just not gonna see a, a very a very good football game. I'm gonna go the other way, real quick. Mascot battle: Mustang versus the Patriot. I've said it before. I think they these two maybe did this this year. Uh, I think we had a Mustang and a Patriot because I I remember saying the Patriot has to use the Mustang, which works out awesome if you can be a Patriot on a horse, but you're not. Um, So I I think you said the Patriot had one shot. And if the Patriot doesn't kill the Mustang, the Mustang's probably going to win kicking him and stuff like that. So, all right. In this particular time, I'm going to go with a Patriot to win the mascot battle with a shot because he's going to be pretty good with that shot. Because like we said, if he shoots the musket and he's got to load up and all that kind of stuff, that's a hot mess right there.
0: I mean, I'm going with the Patriots in the real game or for the actual score. So for the mascot battle, you know what? I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to say the horse gets the kick in. The horse would get the kick in. He, he, he gets a shoulder shot. <laughs> horse doesn't go down. He horse goes nuts, starts flaring around, gets turns around. Kick to the face, Patriots out.
1: Patriot out. Uh, I'm, for real. Going,
0: I'm going Mustang in this battle off of a poor shot by the Mustang. I'm going
1: Mustangs to win in the game as oh, well. Oh, so we're I'm going, going complete
0: opposite. I'm Very going nice. complete
1: opposite. Let me tell you what it is, man. 13 to 7. Ooh. 13 to 7. If you hear my voice and are at this game, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you for high school. 13 to 7. Mustangs win tonight over the Patriots. Now, look, my record this year is probably 2-14. and that, 14, that's probably So, don't listen to us. This, this is going to be a 45-44 game right here. It's going to be one of the best <laughs> games in DeSoto County history, for real. Mustangs 13-7. Well, let's come home. Hernando Tigers not playing home tonight. Going to be on the road against the South Haven Chargers. Derek, tell us about that game tonight. Hernando
0: travels to South Haven. Well, Hernando 1-4, 0-1, oh traveling to South Haven 3-2. 1-0, The Tigers are licking their wounds after their loss to South Panola 25-9 to last week, and the Chargers are riding high after starting district play with a win over Center Hill 41-15, as just pre- previously mentioned. Hernando has shown some big playability and flashes of a good offense, but they have bogged down in the red zone, hurt by drop passes and untimely penalties. South Haven leads this series uh, 24-8 to all-time and looks to have the better team coming into this game. Zach Wilkie, we need to have a big game, and we need help from receivers like Tyler Starnes and Eli Mashburn to stretch the Charger defense and give some room for Kadarius Bullock to run. The defense will need to be able to get to two to three turnovers, I believe, and the offense to take care of the ball to give the Tigers a chance. As much as I would like to see the Tigers get their first district victory of the year, I do think they will hang tough and stay in it, but I think the Chargers will ultimately prevail and get the victory 35-28. to
1: 35-28. Wow, you're giving a, a lot of points right there. 35-28. Uh, first off, Tiger Charger, we still cannot figure out exactly what a Charger is. He may be a guy on a horse. He may be someone with a lightning bolt. We don't really know. So, when in doubt, I'm going to say the Tiger's going to win.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm I mean, going to go lightning bolt again. I, it was okay. Grenada. That's, I <laughs> did pick the lightning bolt last time. Right. Uh, I'm going to say it's a bolt. The thing is, it's a draw. Until the lightning bolt hits the tiger and the Correct. tiger dies. Correct. The tiger cannot do anything to the lightning bolt. I'm going to
1: go lightning bolt. All right, so you're going lightning bolt to win over a tiger and the mascot. I say tiger over the lightning bolt. Going to South Haven, going on the road, hopefully will be a good crowd, a big crowd will travel up to South Haven for sure, support the Hernando Tigers. You know, Derek, if, if South Haven commits to the run, if, I think they have a, maybe a D1 talent when it comes to a uh, receiver. Uh, but then it was funny, one of the gentlemen I was talking to, he said, yeah, there's like they got a really talented receiver. But then they were talking about how that struggles to get him the ball. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be a very interesting thing. Uh, you know, Hernando really, from a size standpoint, struggles in the 6A ranks. They just do. I know we're the Under the Water Tower podcast. We should be, sh- you know, screaming and picking the Tigers every time. But hey, we have listeners that care about our picks. And we need to be, <laughs> you know, we need to be very honest with them about Some that.
0: Some of them are driving two tunica based off our picks. Uh,
1: well, uh, yeah. And they're getting rich. They're making more than we are here on this <laughs> podcast for real. If they're listening to my picks, no doubt. Look, here's what I'm going to do. South Haven Chargers, three and two on the season. Hernando's one and four. Man, I got to go with the Chargers. The Chargers are going to win by three. The Chargers are going to win by three tonight. It's going to be a tough game.
0: Oh, saying, so you So so mine was seven. Yours is one three. Three. Okay. Uh, mine is okay. three. I'm not
1: going to give you necessarily the exact score. I don't know that. Uh, Hernando can score if Zach is playing well, if they're giving him some time. I'm telling you, he's one of the best high school quarterbacks around. There's a lot of high school Teams right now that would love to have Zach Wilkie under center. So I wish them nothing but the best as they travel right up fifty-five for that game. But I really feel like the Chargers gonna be a hard fought game. Probably kind of a sloppy game, Derek. I see a little bit of a sloppy game happening. Her- South Haven Chargers win by about three points. Good luck to the Hernando Tigers tonight. Uh, definitely will be pulling hard for you. I watched the Facebook live feed. Really, really will be pulling hard for you. But I think the Chargers gonna be a little bit too much for tonight. So uh See if we can come back home soon. For next week, homecoming, Derek, which I have a lot to talk about for homecoming next week. I'll just go ahead and mention to the listeners, my daughter was lucky enough or blessed enough to get on the homecoming court, so we will be having a lot of homecoming stuff going on next week. We'll definitely be talking about that, parades, games, etc. Oh, dress-up days. Dress-up days, all that stuff. Hernando High School was absolutely ready for homecoming coming up next week. Well, look, if you enjoy what we do each and every week on the UTW Podcast, we certainly, certainly appreciate you listening. As we continue to grow each and every week, as I mentioned a few minutes ago if you're interested in advertising on the UTW podcast as we continue to talk about fall sports winter sports autumn meetings our listeners continue to grow we'd love an opportunity to visit with you about advertising with us email us under the water tower info at gmail.com under the water tower info at gmail.com also find us on Facebook at utw podcast Instagram at UTW podcast and on Twitter at UTW pod, wherever you can hear our voice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google podcast, wherever you can hear us, give us a five-star review, give us that five-star review so we can continue to march up the ranks when it comes to local podcast. If you enjoy our show, wherever you're listening to it, find OB pod. That's OB pod stands for olive branch. They cover the Eastern side of DeSoto County. Also cover in depth, Football coverage for Center Hill, Lewisburg, and Dollar Branch. That's OB Pod right here in DeSoto County. Well, as usual on the UTW Podcast, on our Friday show, we'd like to encourage people to go to church this coming weekend. If you have a church that you're passing by all the time or considering going, just walk in the doors. Get on their Facebook page. Find them on Facebook. Look for their worship times. Look for their service times. If you're considering going, please, if you can hear our voice, Visit a church this coming Sunday. I assure you, you won't regret it. Well, Derek, have a good weekend. Uh, Look forward to uh, reporting back from Tuscaloosa. Can't wait. Uh, Yeah, can't wait. Reporting back from Tuscaloosa. Then we're going to play soccer in Brandon on Sunday. So definitely have a lot to talk about when it comes to our word for the weekend this coming Tuesday. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek.
0: Join us next time under the water tower.